This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wist is also with me. Our defending champion this week is Daniele Fisichella, and the challenger is Rory Barlow, our last show of 2023. Steve, how's your Christmas so far? Were you betting on Christmas Day? Did you find a league that you could have some wages in? Yeah, I know I did this tweet about, you know, good luck to anyone betting in Ghana or <laughs> Turkey. I think Turkey was the was the, was the favourite haunt for most. But there, there was a match in Ghana which caught my eye uh, between two teams of fantastic names. Young Red Bull against Brilliant. Soccer against soccer intellectuals. So I mean, it ended nil-nil, so the unders was obviously the bet. But what a fantastic name. And, you know, it's that sort of a theme for this show. You know, we are supposedly soccer intellectuals, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, might have to be a spin-off series. Um, Daniele, Serie A is continuing, of course. We talked about it last uh, show that Italy recently has sort of been playing fixtures or scheduling fixtures over the course of Christmas period. Is there a break in Serie A to come, though? No, there is no break this season, and the FA decided to have this round of fixture just before uh, New Year's Eve to allow Italian teams to rest a little bit more during the week, so have one less midweek round. Will that pay off? Well, we'll find out in April, May time, or maybe in June when the national team uh, plays at the Euros. But it is quite unusual for uh, Italian uh, supporters to follow Serie A right across the festive season. It's been since the 70s, 80s that we didn't have fixtures across uh, New Year's Eve, etc. But this year is different. And yes, even once we had even a boxing day, a couple of years ago, aborted straight away. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go down well with the Italian football-watching public. Uh, Rory, uh, how are you? La Liga is back next week. There is a, a break at the moment, isn't there? There's still plenty of stories coming out of Spain, obviously, with with a couple of teams or a couple of presidents um, talking about the Super League. Uh, again, I guess you're running with that story on your website at the minute. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot about it. I mean, it kind of died down. I'm kind of grateful Christmas and the Christmas break came so that we didn't have to deal with it too much. So there was kind of a nice break from that uh, chaotic Thursday where statements here and there galore, this new format and stuff of the Super League. Um, I I admire the audacity. I don't see it happening for at least some time. Would it be good to stay from a betting point of view or would it just be like the Champions League? Would it not be any different? What do you think if we had a Super League? I just approach it like i do any league dan yeah. um you're just trying to find the value you're trying to find winners um and you've almost got to become robotic and take the heart and emotion out of it there you go that's what you have to do if you want to be a successful better hopefully we'll have some successful bets over the course of this show uh, daniele certainly did the last show hence he is the defending champion after a stellar week uh last week slightly different this week because we've got italian football over the course of uh, the next few days then a bit of a break before spain kicks in so we'll deal with daniele first we'll get daniele's picks in back to back and steve's thoughts before we move to rory uh, we're going to start daniele uh with a saturday game early eastern 6 30 atalanta lecce atalanta short price favourites 
uh, minus 230 with uh, Lecce plus 650, the draw plus 360 here. Atalanta may be showing signs of their sort of Gasparini-like old cells with a couple of uh, big goal holes in, in recent matches, but they did lose to Bologna last time out. Very unlucky, I would say, against Bologna because they had a couple of chances, especially in the first half. Had Haderson and Lukman been a little bit more composed in front of goal, they would have deserved to take the lead against uh, Bologna in the second half. They conceded the only shot on target from Bologna and the mistake from the goalkeeper of Atalanta, Garnesecchi, gave Lewis Ferguson, who, by the way, biggest scorer in Serie A, Scottish scorer in Serie A since Dennis Lowe, who used to play for Torino, so one for Rory to cheer on. Uh, 12 goals, by the way, for uh, for Ferguson in his Serie A career. But yeah, that was the goal that won uh, Bologna the tie. And so Atalanta slipping down to the eighth place. I think they are worth more than when they actually are in the table. So this is a big chance against Lecce, whose away form has not been great so far. Um, Atalanta are the short price favourites. We're not going to play on the money line or even the Asian line. We go in goals here, Daniele. Talk us through your play. Over 2.75 goals plus 108, which means if there are only three goals in the game, you win Alva stake. More than three goals in the game in Bergamo, you win the full stake. It's a plus money uh, pick. Now, talking about Lecce, only two clean sheets uh, this season. They never get trashed. Uh, they held their own very well and they did as, as well against Inter, but only one win in the last 13 games in all competition. And if you look at the defensive number, they are particularly deceptive. Ex expected goals conceded plus 10. So based on expected goals, they would be penultimate in the table. I think they are living the life really, really dangerously. This is a side the last season was saved at the penultimate game of the season. So having so much reliance on good luck, uh, shots from distance, uh, uh, other uh, opponents' mistakes, I think is dangerous for them. Um, they um, lost only three away matches, Lecce. Uh, once by two goals, sorry, once by one goal and twice by two goals margin, so they never get trashed too much. Atalanta, on the other hand, they only have the 10th defense of Serie A, so they are particularly leaky at the back, and they've always been, because it's a team that takes risks as well, and there are individual mistakes there as well. But um, at home, they're good. Third best side in Serie A at home and normally good against struggling sides. Score three against Monza, two against Genoa, four against uh, Salernitana. Return of Scamacca, good news for Gasperini. Muriel might be on the bench, still going with Lukman and the Cazalera. I think they will create a lot of chances. Atalanta will have um, opportunity to score, will score a couple. Incidentally, Lecce won there last February, 2-1, one of the only two wins away from home in the last um, 12 or odd games. I'm going to go for goals here. Over 2.75 goals, I said, plus 108. Plus 108, plus money pick first off the bat for Daniele Atalanta against Lecce, 6.30 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. A little later on Saturday, 2.45, Juventus, Roma. Juventus plus 100, Roma plus 3.20, uh, draw plus 2.20 here. Just a one defeat all season for Juventus, Daniele. I mean, they're plus 3.75 for the title. Inter deserved favourites, but would you say that Juve are the, the best of the rest at the moment and most likely to challenge? The only one of the rest with Napoli already losing seven games and basically disappearing from the top position and with Milan inconsistencies. Yeah, there is no other challenger other than Juventus. The big question mark for you, as we always mention, is always too how much they're going to be strengthened in 
January, how much they can continue to play not so well and collecting so many points. Thus, by the way, it's only the third, the tenth time in the last 30 years they got at least 40 points after 17 games. They always won the Scudetto afterwards, so there are good omens for them. But they are in an uncomfortable position. They need to remain in touching distance with Inter and knowing as soon as they drop two points, three points here and there, the title chances might be gone because, of course, the objective is to stay within three, four, five points when the Champions League kicks in again and Inter, obviously, some of the energy is going to be dragged out, for sure. Okay, so Roma are the uh, visitors to Turin. Roma have put them some good performance, obviously, at Napoli last time out and Mourinho seems to be on a bit of a, a charm offensive, potentially. I never quite work it out. If he wants, does he want to stay beyond this year, Daniel? He wants to. He yeah. said he now says he wants to, and he'd like to be there as long as possible. Uh, his contract runs out in, in June. It depends if uh, if the if the management and the environment wants him to stay. I mean, seventy five percent, eighty percent of Roma supporters are in that love. That probably with means him. nobody wants him, right? <laughs> That's that why he be, wants to stay. Suddenly. Well, or only Saudi, or only Saudi Arabia. <laughs> wants him. But, uh, um, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's on the he's on the balance. He's on the balance. So. Um, give us the play then. Juve versus Roma. You're going for goals and cards here. Talk us through it. Over 1.5 goals combined with over 4.5 cards. That pays really well. Plus 133. By the way, against Napoli, the Roma game on Saturday, nine bookings, two sending offs. So looking at the stats, both sides, 44 bookings so far. Roma also two sending off. They are second only to Lecce and Salernitana, two teams that spend most of the time defending their own half. So it's quite surprisingly that Roma and Juventus have such high numbers in, in real contrast with the numbers they had last season. But that's the way they play. They are teams that sometimes they're happy to leave the possession to the other uh, teams. So, you know, if the other teams attack in transition, as they're going to do it this time, I think, nobody will want to have the ball. Everyone will want to attack in transition. I think the cards will flow. There will be a fair amount of tackles, a fair amount of grabbing shirts, protest, dissent. Yes, I mean, you can you can add it. And, and I think, you know, the over 1.5 goals is interesting because the bookies don't expect many goals if you look at the defensive record and the style of play of both teams. It is true that Roma in 2023 have kept 11 clean sheets, but they also conceded in all but one away game so far this season, 12 in total, and that clean sheet was in the derby against Lazio, so it's not real an away game. And Juventus, the second best defense in Serie A, only one clean sheet in the last six against Napoli, one in the first half, Baraschelia and Di Lorenzo had two glaring chances. Look, we mentioned about, we said about Juventus, they are doing the best they possibly can with the caliber of player that Allegri has got at his disposal. Uh, let's see if they continue uh, doing so. But be uh, mindful of the fact that Roma is a team that is resilient, score a lot of goals in the late minutes. In 2023, they scored 26 times in the last 15 minutes, nine goals in the last 11 minutes of games. Mourinho changes affect the game. Uh, Dybala, maybe not fit. Chiesa should be fit for Juventus. I don't think it's going to be a 1-0. Interesting. So one over one and a half goals, over four and a half cards, and that racks up to plus 133. Another plus money pay uh, play from Daniele. Watch out if you are betting in play. As Daniele points out, there could be some late goals and the margins could be in your favour. Steve, what are your thoughts on Daniele's Serie A picks for the challenge here? Well, the first pick that he's gone with, the Atalanta over 2.75 goals pick, that was going to be one of my official plays. It was actually going to be my top player of the week. Um, I really do like that one. I think I mentioned on the previous show, I'm 
Atalanta are a team I'm following at the moment. I think they're going to be good for goals. I think they might be good to back on handicaps as well, although I think I prefer backing them for goals. Uh, I think both teams to score is a massive price, by the way, in this game at plus money. Um, and um, I think I'm just willing to forget about that 1-0 against Bologna because Bologna just seemed to be a bit of an unusual side. So I think that's a great pick. Obviously, for the, for the Roma game, the, the, the part that there's going to be viewers questioning is the over one and a half goals bit because everyone associates Juventus with unders and low scoring and playing boring and playing for the 1-0 or even the nil-nil. Um, but I think Daniele explained pretty well why why he thinks there might be um value in, in taking the, the over one and a half part of the uh of the of, of the same game parlay here that the card should be an automatic the amount of cards that both teams rack up incidentally juventus are one of only five teams yet to pick up a red card this season can you name the other four teams daniele well, yeah go on daniele but what inter no red card. yeah inter are one of them yeah and uh other four teams Oof. Uh, so you've got another Bologna, three tonight. Bologna. Bologna have had a red. I can tell you now the other three are Empoli, Torino, and Fiorentina. So okay. that's a good uh, quiz that's question for you. That's, that's a good there. trivia. Okay. That's for the um, Okay. Uh, so Daniele's got a couple of plus money plays plus 133 Juventus against Roma over one and a half goals, over four and a half cards. And we like over 2.75 goals in Atalanta. Lecce gets a seal of approval uh, from Steve. Hot dogs are in profit. For this evening, did we get two out of three last week, Steve? I forgot to ask before. Well, we yeah, but I also I want to actually say well done uh, to Daniele for a brilliant clean sweep. Yeah, of, of winners, I think he's le- yeah. one of his leans also won, and and Will had a pretty good show. Uh, Will hitting Will's had a great record with his hot dogs this year. Uh, he did nail that Bologna game. I I doubted yeah. them, didn't I? Um, but they 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 came good. So the boys, the boys helped me out. I I had a loss of one and a half units. So I was bailed out by Will and Daniele on the last show. Well, done. well, it's a rarity when you don't give us a profit, Steve. So we'll let you off this week, but obviously try harder this week. I'll let you off last week. Uh, let's get the hot dogs. Uh, we're going to come over with Rory. Um, I've tried to shut him up for the opening, what, uh, 13 minutes of the show, but uh, Rory, you're going to have to say something now. Uh, Tuesday, 3.30, <laughs> all, this, all the Spain games are early next week, of course, and they do run Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Rory, welcome back. Um, give, us your, <laughs> give, us, give us your hot dog. What's your big prize play this week? Yeah, you can't keep a loud mouth down, but Dan. Um, Villarreal to beat Valencia, plus 200. This is pretty straightforward, this one. I mean, I think Villarreal under Marcelino have not been kind of rampant as you might perhaps expect, but they, I have seen an improvement. They did get hiding off Real Madrid. They did get hiding off Real Sociedad, but those are two very good teams. Those are teams that you can expect to beat teams that have flaws in them. And so if you take that kind of out of it, you look at the fact that they're playing a Valencia side that really struggles to put away their chances. They did get a 1-0 win away to Rio recently, but that was a wonder goal from Sergi Canos. That was not an accurate representation of kind of Valencia eking out a good win there. So, so yeah, it's a side that I think has more quality than Valencia. They're going away. It's a local derby. I think Villarreal will have benefited from the break more than Valencia. Valencia have been under Baraja for a good year almost now, nine months, ten months, whereas Marcelino will have had an extra week to kind of rest his players, get them back in shape, get them back into the shape that he wants them to be in. And it's defending it, which has been their issue of late. So that extra week of defensive work will have helped Marcelino, I think. So, yeah, I think it's it's a relatively simple pick in this one. And uh, you look at the games that 
they haven't won those rare, that Real Sociedad game, the Real Madrid game, Sevilla and Maccabi Haifa. The Sevilla one is misnomer. They had a goal chalked off for no reason at all. And Maccabi Haifa, European kind of midweek. I'm not paying too much attention to that either. So, yeah, plus 200. Be able to beat Valencia. It's a pick that I really like. I nearly included it in my kind of main picks, but uh, I thought I'd better keep it for a hot dog. Yeah, why not? Well, all of our hot dogs are two to one or bigger, uh, which is, I think, the first time this season that we've had three significantly priced hot dogs. We always try and go for plus 180 or bigger, and they're usually around that sort of mark. But Roy's is plus 200, and it's still on the money line. Villarreal to beat Valencia. That is Tuesday, 3.30 Eastern. Daniele, um, at the weekend, midday Saturday, you are focusing on the Verona-Salernitana clash. And I'm going to go for a home win for the Scaligeri Verona to win an over 2.5 goals. Now, Verona beat Cagliari uh, last uh, weekend and they are out of the relegation zone, just a point above Cagliari, a level with Udinese, where Salernitana still bottom nine points, five points adrift from uh, Verona. It was only the first win for Verona after 14 games, but they've shown signs of improvement, especially in the goal-scoring department. They scored five goals in the last three home games. They are unbeaten. Eight goals in five in total, and the 1-0 defeat of Firenze. They should have never been defeated. The expected goals was nearly three. Missed the penalty. Terracciano made a couple of great saves. They play with three up front, with Suzlov in behind. They are threatening really but Salernitana they've shown a little bit of reaction now the 2-2 against Milan a goal from Candreva nine goals seven assists best midfielder in Serie A in 2023 but 65% of Salernitana games so far this season over 2.5 goals haven't kept a single clean sheet alongside Sassuolo they are without their main man or, or at least was the main man until last season Bulaidia 14 goals, uh, got a bad injury. He will be out until March, April, missing the African Cup of Nations as well. I think Verona is going to win. I don't see them weaker than last season. And normally they do score goals. I can see the old goals. So I'm going to go Verona win and over 2.5 goals plus 200. Uh, Steve, you are staying in Italy. This is my favourite hot dog of the week, Steve. Yeah, I was torn with the hot dog. I nearly went with um, Atletico Madrid, who I'm going to talk about later. But... Um, I've gone with Monza in a draw-no-bet handicap to beat Napoli. And um, betting against a wounded dog here. So I think it goes one of two ways. Either you keep kicking the dog while it's down or it comes back with some bite. But, I mean, Napoli are just a bit of a mess, aren't they? Especially at home this year, this season, I can't believe their record is the sixth worst in, in Serie A. They've lost more games at home than they've won, which is a remarkable statistic. And, um, you know, they, they, they played against Roma at the weekend. Danny Danieli nailed that pick. Um, they reduced to nine men. So already Osherman suspended here. Politano suspended. Lobotka got an injury as well. So they've got squad problems. It feels like a real, just a bad malaise of doom and gloom around Napoli right now. And I think they'd almost better be better off being away from home because the fans might get on their back. And Monza, I, mean, I got to say, I don't know a lot about Monza. I can't profess to have seen much of them this season, but I have looked at their underlying metrics, which are not too bad. Um, they're an interesting team. They, they've actually, they underachieve offensively, but they overachieve at the back. So it's a bit of a, it balances itself out. I kind of like that. Maybe they're the sort of team who can come here, frustrate Napoli, the goalkeeper, maybe have a good game, and maybe they can nick themselves a goal. So I think there's a, there's a chance that Napoli just keep up this bad run 
and it might be a very good time to get them done. Like I said, for me, it's a little bit of an unknown because Monza aren't a team that I follow a lot, to be honest, before they came into Serie A. I didn't even know they had a football team here. I know Monza for the Formula One racing track, as I'm sure a lot of other people do around the world. But uh, and I had to fit this one in. Hopefully, I'm in pole position for this bet. Oh, I thank you. Uh, just briefly on Daniele. Um, <laughs> just briefly on that. Briefly on Napoli, Daniele. Uh, is it going to come right from them anytime soon, or are they worth opposing fairly regularly? I mean, I think uh, they are. They are. They are a hybrid. A team that is not. Uh, very good offensively. Defensively, they leak too many goals. They can't manage and control games the same way they did last season. And their possession is pretty meaningless. If you add to this, that there is a lot of nervousness around. Yes, Osimhen suspended, sent off, etc. Yes, I mean, it, it, it looks bad. On the other hand, Veron, uh, Monza, a good team to watch. They keep the ball well. They are courageous, but they do lack goal scorers. Top scorer, Colpani, a midfielder, six goals. Colombo, only three goals. So I think to win at the Maradona right now, even against a Bundi Napoli, you need to score at least twice. So I'm not sure if they can manage to do that. But yeah, it smells like an under to me, an under three goals, for example. Yeah, draw no bet, though. It's a good play, I think. Interesting one with Napoli struggling. We're going to throw some money at Monza. Let's get Rory's selection, shall we? Spanish football returns, of course, in the new year. Rory's with us to give us two plays for the challenge. Rory, we're going to kick off with an 11 a.m. Tuesday game, which is Hetafe against Rayo Vallecano. Hetafe are plus 128, uh, Rayo plus 240, draw plus 210 here. Hetafe sneakily getting very difficult to beat, according to my numbers. Just one loss in their last 15, uh, last 14. What do you like here? Straight down the middle, Hitafe plus one to eight to win this game. There's a few curious details about this one, which I think is perhaps why they're so long, to be honest. It's going to be played at the Metropolitano at Atletico Madrid. This is uh, six years down the line. I think the court uh, has finally handed them down a punishment for fighting in the stands in 2017. So this is their punishment. Um, so, so, yeah, they're playing at the Metropolitano. That's one detail. Uh, there's another the fact that these games, and I think in the last five games between these two, we've only seen six goals. So I understand why they're reluctant to maybe back one side or the other. Um, but Hitafe have just come off a free-free draw at the Metropolitano with Atletico Madrid. They're playing really good football. You mentioned that uh, lack of defeats, that long run Hitafe are on. Last six games, Hitafe are fifth in the form table compared to Rayo Vallecano, who are 19th. Rayo they just can't score at the moment. They've got three reasonably good strikers in Raul de Tomas, uh, Sergio Camello, and, and Falcao as well. None of them can put the ball in the back of the net. So they're really, really struggling. They've no goals in their last four. They've two in their last seven games. And Hatafe, on the flip side of that, have the informed striker in Spain, which is Borja Mayoral, who has 12 goals now. He's on fire. He's, he's really playing very well. Um, Mason Greenwood has also been pretty good, it has to be said, of late. Uh, and... Jose Bordelas, who we know as a defensive manager, we know as somebody that breaks teams down or breaks games down, uh, stops and makes some stop start, has been playing with four strikers of late. So that's the confidence that he has not only in his back line, but also in his team just to kind of outgun his opposition. And uh, and yeah, they're, they're a team that's playing some of the best football in the division right now. And Atleti, to be honest, he, I suppose they were a man down, so you have to kind of take that into account. But they were lucky to get a point against Hitafe, to be perfectly honest. Hitafe outplayed them in the second half, and I expect them to outplay Rayo here. So plus one, two, eight, that's my pick. 
That's Hetafe, who were a really good watch against Atleti. That was one of Will's picks uh, that came good in a previous show. Um, Rory, your second selection, uh, Real Sociedad against uh, Alaves. Uh, La Real, a short price favourites, minus 177. This is Tuesday, 1.15pm uh, Eastern. There's a lot being written about uh, La Real because of their uh, squad and, and the academy players that have come through and obviously their Champions League draw. Um, do they like the focus, do you think? Could it be distracting generally for them? They are plus 350 now to be top four because their form has wavered a little. Yeah, they've dropped a few points of late. I mean, they've not scored in their last three. Uh, it's been three 0-0 draws. If you take out their 1-0 win over Andrach in the Copa del Rey, which is a kind of lower division team, it's one win in six. So they have tailed off. In terms of is that Champions League related, I don't know. I think they quite like the fact they've got PSG because it's a kind of shot to nothing. I think they'll back themselves to go toe-to-toe with Luis Enrique's side in terms of the actual gameplay. And it'll come down to who's more effective when it comes to those chances, which is Lariel's flaw if they do have one. Having said that, I think those results that I say have eased Lariel out a little bit. The pick I've gone for here is Real Sociedad to beat Alaves over one and a half goals. That comes back at plus 104. And I think, yeah, the reason for that is those results. But you look at Alaves's away record, it's really not too good. I mean, the, in terms of their record against the top half, I think they've lost three of their four games over the top half. And it's all come in over one and a half goals. Real Sociedad, I think I like them to get right in this game, even though they've been struggling to score goals. Two of those games were also kind of misnomers. I mean, the Real Betis tie, I think we were talking about that, Dan, or maybe it was myself and Steve, I think, on the reaction show. Real Betis were very lucky to not concede in that game. And another of those games was uh, the Villarreal game, which, uh, or sorry, another of those games was a game where they really should have scored two or three goals. So, so yeah, I like Lariel to put this right against an Alavés side that are decent, but away from home, just don't have the quality to keep up. So, plus 104, Real Sociedad to beat Alavés and over one and a half goals. Off the back of three nil-nils, as Rory uh, suggested, plus 700, 7-1 if you think it's going to be nil-nil again. We don't. Uh, Steve, your thoughts on Rory's La Liga picks this week? Well, I think he's on the right side for both. Um, I would personally go for two different bets. If, um, but that's my way of betting. Uh, it, actually, the Katafe game I was looking at, because I really like them on a minus 0.25 Asian handicap. I just feel like you need some sort of security on the draw here. It could be a high chance of a draw, especially nil-nil. Um, both sides just have a knack of, of do, getting quite a few draws. The recent head-to-heads have also been fairly all square. But there's no doubt Katafe are in far better form. Um, and they're the more likely team to win. So, yeah, they're quite hot. And, um, you know, I, I suppose, you know, you've got to say a fair play to, fair play to Rory for, for going straight on the nose, really, um, and, and having the balls to do that. Then on, on to Real Sociedad. Did you know, I, there must be quite a few viewers and listeners now uh, shouting at the screen saying, not this lot again, because <laughs> they, are, they, are a show, they are a show favourite, aren't they? But they've been terrible for this show. I've, I've looked back in, in, in European show and Champions League combined. Eight times their matches have been tipped up and seven losers, Dan. Oh, my so, word. That, that means we can't, we, we can't get them can't at all. Them, well, the, and then this could have given me that information beforehand, Steve. <laughs> Real, Real Sociedad had to win and over one and a half is a very popular pick. But they don't do it enough for my liking. They've only scored two goals in seven games. At least two goals in seven games this season, Dan, in La Liga. Three of those against Granada, Almeria and Sevilla. I guess the thing is, it is Alaves here, isn't it? And Alaves are not a very good team. 
So I think Rui's targeting the right game. If it was me, I would go minus one Asian handicap because I think there's a good chance they win to nil. They keep a lot of clean sheets to Real Sociedad. And I, I would want that one nil push in my pocket. But I do still think there's a good chance that this pick this this pick wins wins nevertheless. Uh, really, really, really interesting picks. We've got four plus money plays from the boys. Let's um, get Steve's uh, picks for the weekend. I'm, I might get a little reaction from uh, Daniele and Rory because we've got one in Italy and one in Spain from Steve uh, this week. A rare losing week for Steve last week, as he pointed out earlier. Um, 2.45 Friday, Eastern, Serie A pick first of all, Steve. Yeah, it was that bloody Portuguese uh, picture. Rio Rio Ave missed an open goal and hit the post. Uh, But uh, enough of Portugal. That's out the window now until we bring it back for one of RJ's weekends. But um, I've gone here. I had to find another Serie A play because, like I say, the over in Atalanta was my number one pick. So I've gone with, um, if you need a winner, let's, let's back a good team, right? So let's go into Milan. Minus one Asian handicap away against Genoa. Um, at plus money, plus 106. So we just need them to win the game and you're not going to lose anything. I just, I mean, Inter are the best team in, in Serie A. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, fantastic numbers, fantastic statistics on the field. Uh, best away record. They've only conceded two goals away from home all year, which is remarkable. So they, they probably come here and, and, and win to nil. Something they've beaten Genoa seven times over the last eight. Good, good record against Genoa. The... Although last season, this was nil-nil. And that looks the only real danger scoreline in this game, really. Um, you know, Latour Martinez looks like he's injured still. Marco's injured. But you've got to think Inter will have enough for a, what I call a middling team in, in Genoa. Um, they just don't look anything special. Their defence is, is all right. But offensively, they don't seem to offer much down. Fourth worst XG, which rings alarm bells. So it's probably only going to need one Inter Milan goal. For them to win the game, um, yeah, there could be a good chance of a push one nil exactly, but because their defence is so strong, that's, that's why I love taking teams on Asian handicaps when their defence is so strong. Um, and you know, two nil is very much in play. I just, I don't think there's a, a, I don't think I'll lose this pick down. You know, push is 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 there. Push at worst. Yeah, I like this sort of bet. J- James Eason's a big fan of this sort of bet. I kind of. Learned from him last year. Actually, it's not a bad play on. When you bet on the good on the good teams on minus one Asian handicaps, and you usually do quite well over over a season. It was interesting because last week, Daniele, you were going to play into minus two, and you didn't in the end. You switched it to a corners play, which was brilliant because it worked out. This time, it's just a goal. What are your brief thoughts on this one and Steve's play? I think this is a tricky one for Inter. Uh, not only because they miss Lautaro Martinez, but because Genoa is going to play exactly with the same system as them. 3-5-2, they're very energetic, they're very organized. And at home, they've already drew in Napoli 2-2, drew in Juventus 1-1, beat Roma 4-1, and lost to Milan 1-0 with Giroud handicap in, in sticks in very unlikely circumstances for Genoa. They are organized. It's going to be tough, I think, this one. for them. I don't think there are going to be many goals. I was almost going to go for Asian handicap plus one for Genoa. On, on this one, thinking that yeah, it could be maybe a push, but uh, this is this is this I think is a tricky, tricky one for Inter, who by the way, for the first time in ages, they play before Juventus, so they can put a little bit of pressure on that when they play 24 years for 24 hours after. But you know, yeah, I think it's tricky. This one. Interesting, interesting. Um, what's your Spanish play, Steve? Yeah, I'm going Valencia uh, Villarreal 
um, going over goals, over two and a half goals down at minus 125. Yeah. I, I really like Ruri's uh, hot dog play on this game, actually. I think that's a cracking bet. Villarreal um, will always give you value for money. They, they swing really hard. And, and I mean, all the all year they've been what you call a frantic team. And I think especially since the new manager came back in, they've just been willing to, to win games in shootouts, really. They suck other teams into shootouts. There's certain teams like that across the world. And I like I like identifying those sort of teams because it often yields overs, even against teams that don't always have, you know, contain that matches with that many goals and, and Valencia are kind of do fit that mold a bit really they some of their fixtures are a bit of a damp squib aren't they um I just feel like they just need waking up Valencia sometimes get them into a, a high tempo game get them into a, a shootout end to end and they can actually wake up and maybe contribute a bit more themselves and Villarreal may well promote that side in their game so I certainly like both teams scoring here probably the danger scoreline is one all um but I think Villarreal are in the mood to be looking to win games. They're not really ex- accepting draws. And Valencia, their public, you know, will demand them to to get try and get the three points as well. So I just think the style of Villarreal really I mean, I would have loved, I would have really loved the 2.25 goal line, Dan. You know me. But um bit too short. And it, it's not too often I actually go straight on the over two and a half either. Yeah. I, I would often bump it up to 2.75. But I think it's one of these games, I think there's a good chance of exactly three goals, which is why I've gone with the 2.5 line. Um, you know, something like a 2-1 win either way, hopefully in Villarreal's favour for the hot dog. Um, and and my over 2.5. I think it'd be a good game. It'd be a good watch. Uh, Rory, the, do you seal of approval from, from, from you in terms of expecting goals in this one? Yeah, I think it's a game that's unlikely to finish 1-0 to Villarreal because of that sale, as you say. In terms of not accepting draws as well, Villarreal draws aren't really that much good to them because in the La Liga, they're so far behind the European race that either they go on an insane run and they get themselves back into it, or they're just playing to kind of work out their style, to work out the kinks in their system, and Marcelino's building for the future. So he's okay okay to get into those shootouts. He doesn't mind that. And one of the players that's really come back into, into the Villarreal side since Marcelino came back in is Jose Luis Morales, who's a veteran player. He's kind of a cult hero figure, but he's also one of the best players on the counter-attack in La Liga. Once he gets a bit of space in front of him, he's really, really very lethal, whereas Valencia will also be missing Gabriel Paulista. So it's a pick that I like. Um, Again, with Valencia, there's always that slight danger, which is where your value comes from, that they get into kind of a battle and they just kind of hunker down. But, uh, But yeah, I don't think there's much incentive for the draw for either side here. So that usually leads to goals. Over two and a half, uh, minus 125 for Steve Valencia versus Villarreal and uh, Genoa into like into minus one on the Asian handicap, plus money, plus 106. We are running long, so let's rattle through some leans, those that didn't quite make the cup. We've got a couple from Rory, a couple from Steve, but one from Daniele midday Saturday. First up, Daniele. Milan Sassuolo, over 2.5 goal and both to score. Are difficult to, to find any other value when a team that's kept no clean sheets, Sassuolo, uh, plays a Milan side that has only conceded four out at home so far this season. Need to win, by the way. Really, really inconsistent Milan this season. Calendar year, they had 16 defeats in all competitions and then that good run in the Champions League. So really, all they want for Christmas is a little bit of consistency. I guess it could come in the... Uh, 
yeah, in the form of a win, maybe conceding a goal against a swallow. 2 1, 3 1 could be in the card. Plays minus 104, over 2.5 goals, both to score. Rory, you've got a couple for us. Uh, Thursday, 11 a.m., I'll go with first. This is uh, Osasuna Almeria fixture. Yeah, this almost made it into my picks as well, but I just had a bit more faith in Real Sociedad than Osasuna, who I like to beat Almeria, the bottom side, and over one and a half goals in this game. That's at minus 108 that's coming back at. Incidentally, Almeria also over two and a half yellows has come in at six of their eight last games, um, and that's coming back at plus 120. So, yeah, have a look at that as well. Almeria conceded 24 in nine away games. They're averaging kind of, yeah, two... 2.66 away uh, goals conceded away. Their two best away results of the season, 1-1 against Cardiff, 1-0 against Alaves defeat. So I like Osasuna to win this game. Only two of their games this season have not gone over one and a half. Um, and Marverly now just goes straight into it. Jude Bellingham, anytime, plus 1-4-3 against Real Mallorca. Jude Bellingham, any times, a good bet against anyone this season, especially in La Liga. Um, but against the Mallorca side that's been not as solid defensively, it's Christmas time. The Bernabeu will be pretty rocking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, one I like to score. How is yeah. that so big? That's an massive like, question. They're minus like two, 2.25 favourites. i baffled. Oh, I'm going to say Jude Bellingham has been a, a real hit again. I mean, uh, you talked about <laughs> Lariel, La, La, La Stephen, and us not being able to catch. I think Bellingham has been included. I mean, Rory's anti-post futures play that cashed in whatever, whatever it cashed was absolutely brilliant but he's he's been popular hasn't he over the course uh, of our shows That's this exactly season nice. um let's get your play steve one in italy one in spain lazio minus one asian handicap against frosinone uh will white highlighted at the weekend i think it was one of his leans them, them to yeah. beat empoli that they need to start winning games that they're expected to win to climb up the table and this is surely another one of those examples um, and Frosinone were one of the preseason favourites for relegation. They've done a lot better than expected, but it just shows you surely that this won't take too much for them to surely at least get the win. So that, that caught my eye, really. They're a little bit skinny than you would want, but I think minus one Asian or minus 0.75 for Lazio could be worth uh, betting because they know they need the result. And then I suppose I will tick off a late debate in the show. Atletico Madrid away to Girona. That's the big game, really, I think, in, in La Liga this week. And, look, I think this show will be against Girona a lot for the second half of the season because we just expect them to fall off. And I, I think Atletico Madrid money line, I nearly had them as my hot dog. It just feels like the sort of game where you need experience and they've got that in buckets. They know how to win these sort of games. And Girona are going to surely be tested to them, you know, let's see how strong they are mentally here and tactically in this fixture. Um, you know, they're, they're slight favorites with the books, not by much, but for me, I would definitely go with the proven team in Atletico Madrid. Um, and uh, I know Girona have been only lost one game all year, but uh, I'd be interested to hear Rory's thoughts on this one. Uh, yeah, Rory off the back of a 1 1 away draw at Real Betis at home to Atleti, of course. We like Atleti on the money line, is Aline. I mean, is this bubble going to burst at some stage? I personally would like something that I could push. I think Girona, uh, or it's, it's more Atleti, I think, is it's, it's a look in the mirror game because they've been saying since about kind of the end of November that we need to improve our away form. That's what's letting us down. That's the big issue for them. And if they don't pick up points in this, then they could go nine points behind, or if they don't win this game, they could go nine points behind Real Madrid. And that probably is that for the title race. So, yeah, it's almost... I hate to do it, but it's almost a final, as they like saying in Spain. 
Girona against Atleti. Atleti plus 165. Aline from Steve. Uh, back to the challenge. Just a reminder of the official plays then for the last show of 2023. Daniele, what have you gone for off the back of two out of two for the challenge last week? You've got a couple of plus money plays for us. Atalanta Lecce over 2.75 goals plus 108. And Juventus Roma, the last game of the year in Serie A, over 1.5 goals and over 4.5 cards plus 133. Yeah, no minus money plays for the chance this week. I don't know if that's the first, Rory. Hitafe to beat Rayo Vallecano, plus 128. Real Sociedad to beat Alaves, over one and a half goals, plus 104, Dan. Uh, Steve, are we riding the hot hand of Daniele or do we think Rory might win this week? I'm going to predict Daniele because if both these picks win, then he would be the, the, the champion again. And uh, you know, I do love that overplay. And you know, Rory's got to get over this curse of Real Sociedad, hasn't he? Which has been the bane of many, many handicappers on this show. So if he, can he get over that hurdle? We'll find out over the course of not just the weekend, but running into next week as well with a Spanish play. Steve, Daniele, Rory, thanks for your company. Good luck to all. We'll keep everyone up to date across our Twitter feeds. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. I'll be back with Steve next week, as will one of Daniele or Rory. We think RJ is next on the rotor. But Nigel hasn't done it yet, so we'll have to post that TBC and we'll let everybody know. Uh, stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win from all of us. For now, though, it is goodbye. We'll see you next week.